0: Blazing Fire would like to introduce Pastor Susan Fokler preaching on Your Kingdom Come. Apologies that the first two minutes are missing, but I know you will enjoy the rest. The old covenant was eye for an eye, tooth for tooth. Somebody does something bad, then you get recompense. You, but now we're going to love our enemies. What? This is pretty crazy stuff. So what Jesus was really trying to get them to hear was your Heart matters. What's going on in your heart is really what matters now. And that's no longer is it primarily about what you're doing, your performance. It's all about what's going on inside of your heart. Because that's where I'm taking up residence. That's where I'm going to be living with you forever and ever and ever. So this was an interesting scripture. I ran across it. After that Sermon on the Mount, which went on for several chapters, right? I don't know how long that was maybe a couple hour long sermon, maybe. Matthew 7, 29 says this: by the time Jesus finished speaking, the crowds were dazed and overwhelmed by his teaching because his words carried such great authority. You ever guys ever been like heard Bill Johnson or someone like that? right when he starts preaching sometimes it feels like a total like like a fire hose like slow down slow down give me a chance to process i get the feeling that these guys were like amazed they couldn't take it all in it was filling up their spirit and they sure they weren't used to that they were used to letting things get in the head the place where they could understand and figure it out And he's speaking to their spirit and trying to get them to understand this is who you really are. This is what's going on. It's all about a new heart in me. Everything is new. You will become new creation in me. They didn't understand. It took, that's why I guess he hung out for three years. It took them a while. Radical new concept for them. Just like for all of us when we got saved, I imagine it was a pretty radical new concept for you. And we continue to learn more. I mean, we continue to need to learn more and more. What does this really mean? This unconditional love thing? What is this? It's so countercultural, isn't it? Yeah. And he talked about this new kingdom came with a new wineskin, the old wineskin. The old covenant, the old understanding is not going to work with a new wineskin, with a new wine that's coming. Who would pour fresh new wine into an old wineskin? Eventually the wine will ferment and make the wineskin burst, losing everything. The wine is spilled and the wineskin ruined. Instead, new wine is always poured into a new wineskin so that both are preserved. New wine, that new wine that comes with the kingdom, and that's sort of a forerunner of Holy Spirit coming. It's alive, it's vital, it's moving, it's effervescent, it's stirring up in us, just like we felt during worship. We felt that new wine, didn't we, coming today during worship, filling us again and again. And again, (laughs) and our minds, right, can't quite fully comprehend. Our minds can accept it and try and get a spirit, it's kind of a scriptural context for it, but if we try to let it stay in our minds, mm -mm, we wouldn't be able to fully receive. We need to start receiving it through this new wineskin of new understanding with our spirit. That, hey, how we receive this new thing Jesus was promising. Jesus was not just revealing principles. This is probably what they were looking for. He was, he was revealing his heart again and again and again. When Leif, Anybody know, you all know who Leif Hetland is? Most of you do. He's a... He's, he used to visit, actually, here Blazing Fire some years ago, and um, just such a man of love and just able to love the Muslim world like so few could do, um, and uh, really made really dif- has made a difference there. But he used to always say the kingdom of heaven is a matter of the heart. It's all about the heart. It's not about having the best spiritual gifts or having the best understanding of the scripture. Those things can be good. But it's about our heart. It's about our heart before the Lord. Having our heart softened, yielded, um, focused on a relation and a connection with him. Yeah. Um, when, about a month ago, I guess it was when, when Brent was preaching on the, the new covenant, while he was speaking, the Lord took me into an encounter. And um, I guess in the spirit don't know how these things work exactly, but he took me back to the days when Jesus was walking the earth, and it was like his every average day where he was ministering to people and he was speaking to them, and I was just watching him and so aware of how much he was pouring Love. I mean, we read the scriptures and you hear, oh yeah, he went here and say, he laid his hands and he healed this person. He went over there and he raised that one from the dead. But I was very aware that as he was doing that, he was fully God but also fully man at the same time. And it's easy to think, oh, he just had this thing with God and he just walked around zapping people and it was just easy. But I became very, very aware watching him that he was in so many ways just like us. And he would have good days where somebody like got it, like they started being able to understand what he was saying. And then he had other days where it's like, Dad, I could see him. He was just like he'd every so often go, Dad, they got like 1% of what I just said. And he'd focus on that. He, they started to get just a little bit. Of what I was just saying, and he would get himself encouraged because he'd be remembering, Okay, God, I gotta be patient, I gotta. And it was, I could see that just like us, you know, he had to push through sometimes. And what he really wanted, and what also was apparent to me, was how much it was like he was loving them every encounter, he was so. Fully present, his eyes locked, just lavishing his love on them. It was just amazing to see. It wasn't just like, oh, you're healed here, and oh, you're healed there. He just saw each one right where they were. He met them. um, And they knew it, and they knew it when they had an encounter with them. He was trying to help them receive that new wineskin, that new understanding. It's not just about healing people. It's not just about signs and wonders. It was about how he was doing it. He was talking about it, and then he was going, and he was demonstrating it It with such love. Love, power, and love together. Can't separate them. He's amazing. He was revealing his heart and just over and over and over and over to them. Because the new wine requires a new wine a We need this new mindset. And Holy Spirit helps us. The moment we say yes to Jesus, we're in. The kingdom comes and dwells inside of us the instant it happens. But we need Holy Spirit to continue to renew our mind and help us to understand the fullness of what exactly that's going to mean. Because it's a whole different system, isn't it? It's not the world as we've known it anymore. And we, he was also trying to reveal, to reveal to them that the unseen world... The supernatural realm is much more real than the natural, isn't it? When you step into that place, you're like this is makes me I'm so much more alive when I'm stepping into that realm. It's amazing, and that heart issues are much more important than just having a skill set, having some gifting. And it's wonderful to have those gifts, and that's part of, and that is an outflow of, of course, relationship with Him. But we need to always be focused on our heart, our relationship, our connection with him. Everything in the kingdom is a matter of the heart. And, let's see, there we go. Um, It's good to remember that we, each one of us, has a role in determining exactly how much access um, we have through the world in terms of allowing that kingdom to flow. Every single one of us, we've already got it. Every single one of you has the same access to this kingdom. Every single one. It's all a matter of receiving it, believing it, accepting it, knowing it to be true. True. Jesus, um, there was one, one particular story that sort of struck me with he, the centurion, the uh, Roman soldier, came up to him and said, my, my son is sick, would you, would you heal him? Are you willing to heal him? And he said, sure, I'll come with you. And he said, oh, no, 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 don't come with me. I'm not worthy. Just speak the word. And it says, Jesus was amazed. Why was he amazed? Why was he amazed? Because the centurion said, all you need to do is speak the word. You don't need to come with me to my house. Well, up until then, I would propose, the model was Jesus has got to lay hands on the sick. He's got to be in the proximity of, or the woman with the issue of the blood had to grab hold of his prayer tassels or whatever. This guy was getting the kingdom, and Jesus was so excited. Like, you get it you get that there is not a box of how to do ministry, of how to do this or that. You are seeing something different. You're seeing into the supernatural realm. You are seeing that there are principles such as love and authority that apply in this kingdom that's far different than what happens in the natural realm. And I think Jesus got so excited, like, he's getting it, he's getting it, he's getting it. Yes, yes, they're starting to get it. And he's like, but dang, this guy's not even a Jew, and he's getting it. So, um, so yeah, it was just amazing to see that, that Jesus was like, it's for all of you. And unfortunately, some of you Jews, you may not get it. But it's for everybody. This kingdom is for all, because the Father is the Father of all. And these Jew- the Jewish leaders are trying to figure this out. Like, what the heck is he talking about? So they come to him, and they say, When will this kingdom realm come? And Jesus' response was, God's kingdom realm does not come simply by obeying principles or by waiting for signs. The kingdom is not discovered in one place or another. For the kingdom, God's kingdom realm is already expanding in some of you. Say, what? Well, you can imagine that was like, what the heck is he talking about? Another, um, this can make it funny. Um, Another scripture. uh, This one's from the source. Same scripture from the source. The kingdom is within you. Invisible realm. It's an invisible realm. Jesus says, God's realm won't come just because you're watching for it, and neither can people say, here it is, or there it is, because God's realm is actually within you. It's not a reality on the outside. There's a reality right here inside. The kingdom of heaven is within you right now. Sitting there right now, you have access to everything in heavenly realms. Yeah, there's nothing else we need to do. It's pretty amazing when you stop and think of it. And I know sometimes when I get discouraged or I get too much in my head, thinking too hard, figuring things out too hard, I lose sight of this. And I know it's a great way to start encouraging myself in the spirit to get my eyes right back on the truth that he's right here. I don't need to go out there. I don't need to say a, some fancy prayer, read Ten books. I just need to really get stay right here in this space within dial down and he's right there. It's amazing how that works. So I want to encourage all of you try and just kind of recognize when you're getting in that space, that mind space of being distracted of being somewhere else remember he's right there. He hasn't moved. We moved. It's a world where we have lots going on and lots of things that take our attention, take our focus away. And if we let that go on for very long, we get kind of feeling kind of dry and kind of stale and weary. But right now, in an instant, because he's right here, we can get right back into that shared space with him. Because he's right there sitting with you, adoring you right now. He hasn't moved. He won't move tomorrow morning. Monday morning at work, he won't. For me, that's tomorrow morning at work. But yeah, he's right there loving you right this moment and always will be. A few more thoughts about the kingdom. It is, not re- it is a new reality, but not a reality on the outside. It's a reality on the inside. Um, I think it's in Romans. I think we, we said this proclamation earlier. The kingdom of heaven is not about eating, drinking. It's not about the stuff we do. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. All of the good things we need is right there within already. And that's what sources us. That's what um, keeps us going, is those things. The performance stuff is good. Doing good things from the kingdom is awesome, but that won't keep you going. It's like when we get saved. I don't know about you. I've, I've, I've transplanted a lot of plants. I do a fair amount of gardening. It's like getting transplanted. It's like we're a, a, little, a little tree, and we get pulled out of one bit of ground and we get put into another bit of ground and this new bit of ground has all the stuff of heaven we're no longer having to be strong in and of ourselves we're no longer having to figure it out we've been transplanted into a new pot that's getting its water straight out of the river of life yeah and the more we agree with it the more it, it fills us and nourishes us and flows with us Yeah, and grows us, our roots going deeper and deeper and deeper. Yeah. Let's see, I'm not sure which one I'm supposed to do here. There we go. Okay. (laughs) And the next, um, yeah, that... um, The kingdom of heaven is not about what you do so much as how you do it. This is kind of what Jesus' message was again and again and again. He says that one one, um, place where the disciples came back and said, Hey, we did all this cool stuff for you, Jesus. He's like, good stuff. But really good stuff is your names are written in the Lamb's book of life. That's what I want you to keep focused on doing the stuff really good, but always from that perspective that you belong with me. And the more we focus on belonging with him, the more that stuff's just going to start happening. That's really what the truth is, isn't it? If we try and make that stuff happen, sometimes we're just doing it out of our own self-effort and it doesn't have a lot of fruit We do it out of intimacy, out of connection, out of really dependency, knowing, Jesus, I need to be filled right now to do anything. It's out of that place. The good things happen. And um, here's a quote from Arthur Burke. He's a guy who teaches a lot about the Spirit, if you're not familiar with him. God wants you wants us all to discover the simplicity of the garden where his children enjoyed his presence without man-made filters. What would our world look like without these man-made filters, right? I always have to watch it when I like read something on the internet or whatever. Okay, what did I just take in? I got to be careful because you can get get those filters. You can get those uh, cynical mindsets, right? Um, Maybe getting offended or upset about things, and it just kind of pulls us out of remembering who we really are. Just like Jesus, we can do nothing in and of ourselves. And I think that's kind of what he was showing me when he gave me that experience with him, was realizing, and it was such an, actually a real encouragement to him, to me, was realizing, oh my gosh, Jesus was really dependent on his dad. He was dependent on his dad to give him encouragement. And maybe I hadn't fully realized that. He really needed to keep looking up at his dad and said, we're we're on track, right? We're doing good, right? I mean, he really had to do that because he really was fully man, just like us. Um, But if he could do that, we can too. That's kind of my take home. If he could stay encouraged in the Lord, so... Can we? Because he faced everything we face. That's what the scripture says. We don't maybe always appreciate that when we read it because we're thinking, but he came from heaven and, you know, he had that super connection and he did. But he also faced rejection. He faced being misunderstood, like kind of like every day of his life. He really wasn't being understood. He didn't have a peer, didn't have really a buddy he could go talk to. Say, hey, pray for me. (laughs) Just like, Dad, right? He was the one always pouring out, ministering to them. And if he could do it, because he could keep on reconnecting, I believe it is possible for us to keep on getting reconnected and keep going in the same way. This is a really cool scripture from Colossians. Um, Colossians 1, 12, and 13. I want to talk about um, a, few th- a few ways we can keep strengthening this connection and grow that connection because that's the truth for all of us. You already have everything available to, uh, to you right now in this moment. But what we can do to participate is grow it, and there's a, there's a number of things we can do to increase that flow, increase how the river of life comes through us. So we'll talk about that. Um, Colossians 1:12 and 13, your hearts can soar with a joyful gratitude when you think of how God made you worthy to receive the glorious inheritance freely given to us by living in the light. He has rescued us completely from the tyrannical rule of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his beloved Son. I love that. Soar with joyful gratitude. I think something um, just keeping fresh before us what he did for us. And when you've been saved for a while, I think sometimes we forget that he rescued us out of darkness. Um, But I think that's something that is such a good thing to keep in mind and keep remembering, Jesus, you chose me. You chose me. You want me. You saved me out of darkness. You've healed me in so many different ways, Jesus. And to continuously remind me of, remind ourselves of those things, you will grow your spirit, man. You will grow in being able to connect with heaven, with the kingdom of God. And that is why we can lay one hand on the sick and reach one hand up to heaven. And know that we know that we know the river of life will throw, flow through us freely because we know he's already chosen us and wanted us and put within us. We've, he's like made us like a portal for heaven to come flowing right through. Yeah? How many of you, just raise your hand right now, how many of you have seen someone, either you've spoken a word of prophecy or you've laid hands on somebody and you've seen them healed, or you've seen them touch. Come on, raise your hands. Come on, raise your hands. Raise your hands. You know what was happening when you did that? That wasn't you. Wasn't you? Sometimes we can think it's us. It Wasn't you? It was the kingdom of heaven flowing through you, because you belong. Because that's Hello, because you are a citizen of heaven, and we belong more there than when we do here. <laughs> We sometimes need to be reminded of that, but that's the truth. We really do belong more there than here. But for this little season, we get to walk around like little lights down here, touching our world. uh, Scripture um, from Matthew 13 um, talks about how The kingdom of heaven is just like a little seed. It's like a little seed we uh, receive. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed which a man took and sowed in a field. It is the smallest of all seeds, but when it has grown, it is the greatest of shrubs and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches." Sometimes we are looking for the big, radical things to happen, the signs and the wonders, and those are good. But sometimes it is small decisions we make for life that have powerful trickle-out effects. I mean, how many of you have had someone who just met you with kindness and how much it touched your heart? I know I was actually healed of depression because... It's a long story. I'm going to make it very short. <laughs> um, my home group leader was just such a kind person. I don't think I'd ever really met somebody that felt that kind to me. And, and I was able to receive to her, from her like I'd never before, and God just used her to heal me, like, kind of like that. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. But I, was, I knew it, it, was, it was a long story. God set up. He moved me across the country to meet this woman because he knew. There was something I could receive for her that maybe I couldn't receive from anybody else. I don't know. That was a total God thing. But he's like that. He knows, he knows what we need. He knows what he can do through you. Um, so I'm just going to encourage you, just don't minimize those small things. Um, I'm going to talk about that just a little more in closing. Um, the things we can do. To really help allow that kingdom to flow through us. A huge one, huge one, huge one um, is gratitude. Being focused on every day what he's done for us. Who he is for us. Remembering, Remembering what he did 10 years ago. That will stir you up so fast. Stir up your spirit. Encourage you in your spirit man to remember always what we can be thankful for. Because a lot of things in this world will get you thinking you're not, you don't have enough, blah, 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 you know. Don't have to go into that. <laughs> but that's not who we are as children of the living God. He has done everything for us. And it's so good and it's so refreshing for our souls to keep that before, our, before us and keep, continue to remember it. We also continue to keep our hearts soft by choosing to forgive, by choosing to release judgments. Stuff happens. Stuff happens to every one of us, and every day we probably get opportunities to practice these things, don't we? I I do. (laughs) It's easy to get offended and hurt because we're living in a world with lots of sin and lots of misunderstandings and heartaches, but these will really... Um, these are two things that can harden our hearts. And they can also kind of get, interfere with our relationship with Jesus. It can cause him to feel like he's far from us. And an, another one is, um, like a child, try and stay open and curious to whatever he might be doing. The religious spirit would like to get us back into form and formula and do the same thing again the same way because that's predictable and that feels safe. But if we sort of give him permission to show up however he wants, it can so keep our relationship with him fresh and new. And I have to remind myself of this a lot. I'm, I'm a person who sort of likes the predictable don't always like to be interrupted, and I do need to remind myself about this regularly. I was reading, I'm not going to go through the scriptures, but I was reading in Matthew, a typical day of Jesus, and he was like, talk about getting interrupted, oh my gosh. He's, he was going to, um, I think somebody asked him to come raise somebody from the dead. He's on his way raising from his, somebody from the dead, and the woman with the issue of blood grabs his tassels, right? And so he ministers to her, and then the scripture says, and finally he gets to that house. So what all else happened, right? It literally says finally, so that kind of tells you there must have been something else. Either way, he was walking ten miles, or anyway. And then, but then, then there's more, and then he gets done there raising somebody from the dead, and as he's leaving, I think blind men come and grab him. Okay? Takes care of the blind men and then the lepers come. That's a typical day for Jesus. Yeah. Dang. I'm like huh. like he had to stay so current with G- with his, with the Lord to be able to and he, you know, keep ministering and ministering and love and love and love. I'd never saw that before, but there were all these connected words and suddenly and then he left the house and did this and this happened and that and like dang, Jesus, you're amazing. How did you do that? Well, you kept the connection flowing, didn't you? So I think this is um, our last, yeah, last scriptures. And I, my prayer for all of us, that we could learn to be like little children again. Because I think little being like little children... Is such an attractive thing, and it's so—it's like a magnet for the kingdom of heaven. It is so like a magnet for Holy Spirit to show up. The freedom, the um, the carefree spirit, the the willingness to just stay in the moment is such a powerful thing in the kingdom. And Jesus, Jesus talked about this. He said, allow the little children to come to me. Do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. And then this is a, another version. Listen to the truth I speak. Whoever does not open their arms to receive God's kingdom like a teachable child will never enter it. Being teachable, being open, being willing to color outside the lines a little bit. Sometimes we need to learn to do that again, right? Sometimes we, had, we grew up a little too fast and we forgot what it was to be a, a child. But he's inviting us back into that because he wants to play with us in this kingdom here. He wants to enjoy us and have us enjoy him as he's moving through the world here with everything he has, his love and his peace and his goodness. So um, we're going to close. I actually have um, a little video clip that I think does a pretty amazing job of revealing the kingdom and the power of the kingdom um, and how it can be just a little thing here or a little thing there, just living out your daily life, being mindful of him and giving him permission to flow. Um... This is like a movie that's, I don't know, 20 years old maybe. I'm, not, I'm sure some of you have seen it. It's called Pay It Forward. Yeah, it's, um, it's not a true story, actually. You want it to be a true story. It just seems like it should be a true story. But it is a true story in the kingdom, okay? It is. Um, so the story, for those of you who have not um, seen the movie, is about based on this young boy. He's, I think, in middle school. He's given a school project, and the school project is to do something big that changes the world. And the teachers, you know, one kid says, okay, I'm going to put out something on the Internet and tell everybody to jump up and down at the same time. Okay, you know, kids. But this one kid, he's like, I am going to do three things that are big and that are hard that are going to really make a difference in somebody's life. And I'm going to ask each one of them to do three things that are big and that are hard to do and make a difference in somebody else's life. And he does it. But um, he's, it doesn't look to him like anything changes. Because what he can say is, he can see is just, um, it didn't seem like he couldn't see that that thing, he, the way he blessed that person, like in one case, he invited a homeless man, a drug addict, home and gave him some food and gave him some money. And the next thing he knew, he was back at his, you know, drug den, getting shot up again. So um, he didn't think it made a difference, but it actually did. Because further down, further on in the movie, that man, because he was somebody, believed in him. He turned around and he saved somebody else who was about to kill themselves. He just spoke, took the time to sit and talk to her, and that apparently made a difference. So, um... We catch up with the movie. At this scene, there is a reporter who himself was blessed farther down the road. He, his car was wrecked, and this guy just shows up on the scene and hands him the keys to a Jaguar. He's like, what the heck, really? Are you kidding? So he is able to finally track down where this came from because he's trying to figure out why would somebody do something so big and kind for me? Well, it's because somebody else did something big and kind for him. And so we catch up with the reporter, and the reporter is going to a homeless encampment because that is where the grandmother of this boy is, okay? So that is the scene you're going to be seeing, and he's going to be talking to the grandma, and then you're going to see a little encounter between the grandma and then the mother of the boy. Yeah, yeah. uh I ain't saying a thing till I get one more. Nope. I thought you might feel that way. Uh Uh-uh. No, no. Later. I got my places. Places where nobody cares, where you park overnight. Places where I live. Anybody who knows me knows where to find me. to see you after three years I couldn't home. I can't watch you do this I drive by your house I know he's big yeah what are you doing here are, are you are you gonna try to put me somewhere no and what do you want? I want to try to do something. All the things when I was a kid, the booze and the men, what happened to me when you weren't looking. Mm. I know we're all weak Not you No I've been weak (laughs) Well Here's the thing I forgive you I know, I'm not putting it back So, I'd like to see you sometimes Is that okay? Yes You can't live with me? No Who would want to? (laughs) Can I see him? Not drunk you got to be sober, even if it's just for two hours. Yeah, I can do that. Okay. And then I'll come and find you. Okay? Yeah. Okay. Why'd you do this, Arlie? So, she told me why. course, the reason why was because she was so touched by what she saw her son do. So I want to just close with a prayer for all of you, because what you do matters, and how you are matters in this world. We're in a world that um, is real short on kindness and real short on love, but you have got it. So Jesus... Would you stir up in in us, Lord, that confidence that we've got it. We've got you. We've got one hand on the earth and we've got one hand in heaven. And you are faithful to flow through us to bless this world, Lord. Would you help us to remember always to look back at you and to remember how you poured your life out again and again and again, and in you, and in you alone. Help us to keep doing it, (laughs) and to keep us so confident in knowing the power of love, the power of forgiveness, the power of releasing people from our our judgments, God. Whoa, because we want to stand up in this world, Lord, and make a difference. And see your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you, Jesus. I just want to ask you to bless each one now to believe that they believe, that they believe, that they know, that they know, that they know they are more than qualified in you to allow these things of heaven to flow, God. I just bless each heart here to know oh, <laughs> we're one with you, and in that, we've got it, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Ooh, hey. mm. ah, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, if there are any prayer teams who would like to come up, Come on up. Um, wow. Well, hmm. I just want to say one more thing, and that is to remember um, it's okay if it's just a mustard seed. If It's okay if it's just one little thing. Don't wait for the big thing. Don't. Start with the little things. It, it really does matter. It really does make a difference. Thank you, Jesus.